My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today our theme is Revealing the Authentic Self. I'm talking to Christine Clifton. She's a work-life trailblazer, and she helps people blaze trails in their work in their life. So we're going to talk about how she does that, but also her personal story of coming into a spiritual remembering as she stepped into the coaching world and also through her own experiences of, you know, getting started having things closed down, having things not work out, but yet how that ended up being um, the thing that revealed her authentic path. I think it's important to, to know that if we follow the breadcrumbs, which her story, as I have read it so far, really feels like that. Follow the spiritual breadcrumbs, the way will be revealed and your calling will be revealed and how you're meant to help people. So I'm excited to talk to Christine today. And uh, she's coming to us from North Carolina, one of my favorite places. So welcome, Christine. How are you? Thanks so much. And yes, I'm doing wonderful. So excited about our chat today. Oh, very good. Very good. So why don't you let people know how you serve as a work-life trailblazer? Thank you. Sure. I'm, I love unique words. I'm kind of a word nerd. So I like using words that are of peak interest. And what I found was that people would show up in front of me and say, look, I'm successful. But for some reason, I'm not knowing or understanding why things are not working anymore. You know, they've worked all this time. Now they're not working anymore. And all the paths that I'm looking at aren't feeling like the right path. So, you know, there's something wrong with me. I'm stuck. You know, all these uh, self-talk stories that come up. And what I began to realize in my work with people is that the reason they couldn't see the right path is that they needed to blaze their own trail. And so that's where I came up with with that word. And I use work life because it is both. I believe in work life integration. My most recent book is about that. And it it's about not being divided anymore in how we live our lives and our work. I don't know who came up with the work-life balance and why there's only two things on the, <laughs> on the balance wheel. I mean, if I look at all the bullet points under my life, there's a lot longer than under my work. Um, but in our culture, especially here in the U.S., we just put a lot of weight on our work and people identify it's a big part of their identity. So the integration piece is helping my clients see that as a whole being, their work quote, end quote, is their calling. And that means wherever their essence shows up is what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, it, it contributes to them. It results in compensation for them. And whether that's talking to the barista or working with a client, it all is the same energetically. So that's what Work-Life Trailblazer is all about. So we take a deep dive. We, we kind of look within and recalibrate where and who they are today. So they take that look that they probably wouldn't have done in the first place. Most of my accomplished clients just jump right into doing again because they're trying to find the thing, <laughs> but they don't take that inner journey to kind of say, wait, 
how have I evolved? Who am I today? What's important to me? And how do I want to show up at this particular phase in my life? So we do the inner work. I call it the inner view. And then we do the outer work and say, hey, if you're an entrepreneur, let's take a look at your business and how it's working or not. And if you are a career professional, let's take a look at your work and see what could be better or changed or enhanced where you are currently. So it's, it's a fun process. It really is. I love that. Yeah. And it is so important because if we're leaving the corporate world and we're leaving that nine to five kind of droning, <laughs> droning schedule that it can feel like for some of us, it's, it's really important if we're going to do something new for that work, that it's important that, the, that it's all balanced. Or if we're staying in that and making sure that our, our personal life is fulfilling as well. I know a lot of my clients, we talk about that too, that if you can't take the leap and do something that you love, make sure that you're doing it in your own time and, and kind of having that self-care, I would say self-care boundaries to say, this is my time and I'm going to use it properly and not kind of give it away to everybody, especially for those that are people pleasers and tend to feel like they're working all the time for everybody. Exactly. Um, so I know you're a recovering people pleaser as am <laughs> I, so we'll get into that a little bit. Um, so why don't you share a little bit about how you integrate spirituality and self-knowledge and authenticity into this because um you know your story is one of kind of feeling like you were called to coaching and then starting to remember your spiritual awareness and and i'd love to hear about how that happened and now how you integrate that into your your work sure the i spent 20 years in corporate um in management positions Lots of different industries, retail, insurance, uh, chemicals. My last company, I was tapped on the shoulder after getting my MBA to become uh, the sales coach internally for the commercial division that I had just been an HR manager for. So that was an interesting transition. And as it was a temporary position. So as that was winding down, I did my internal networking and was starting to kind of look for what I wanted to do next. Well, corporate management had a specific idea of what they wanted me to do next and tried to kind of force me to take a position that I really didn't want. And because I had been in HR for six years, I called their bluff because I knew there was an opportunity for severance but they weren't giving that to me as an option. So I had to kind of, in a way, strong arm my company to give me my full options instead of just the one they wanted. And I decided to leave the company because I didn't want the position that they were offering me. Good. So yeah. I had been working with my own coach in that last two years because I was in a very matrixed role overseeing several business units of, of salespeople. And I didn't have an inside advocate anymore. Like I did when I was in human resources, I had my HR director. So as I worked with her, I decided that I was going to start a coaching business. So when I left the company, I started that coaching practice and I was dealing with chronic illness at the time. And that was my first iteration of my coaching practice was working with people who were dealing with chronic illness. The company was called Break Out of the Ordinary. And I had the best time working with people to not only help them set boundaries, because that's a big part of what happens when you're ill as well, but also find the communication skills to do so. And that's what a lot of and, and I have to say women, we're, we're often kind of oppressed into not being able to speak our voice or feel that we can speak our voice. And so this was a, a key part of that, uh, 
that tool. So as I was working on my own wellness, I was learning all these amazing holistic modalities. And I said, why don't more people know about this? (laughs) Like, it's crazy. And so Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Um, I was a dance teacher. I was a fitness instructor. I was doing this all around my area. And I said, what if I could pull it all under one roof? And one day I was going to get my dance shoes resold and the the shoe, uh, I call him the shoemaker, looked at my shoes and he said, you're a dancer? And I said, yes. And he pointed his finger up in the air like this. And he goes, I have a dance studio for rent. <laughs> and, and I'm like, who would have thought that a shoemaker had a dance studio for rent? So immediately he took me up there and ended up that's what I did. I opened up a wellness studio where I could teach my dance and fitness. And I brought in other modalities as well with other practitioners kind of as a co-op. And it was one of the most fun uh, times of, of my business career. And things were going like gangbusters. And then they started tapering off when they should have been continually rising. And I made the decision to close the door, which was a, a huge pivoting point for me because I just knew this was what I was supposed to do and it just wasn't working and I didn't have the funds to continue it on my own. So in some ways I'm like shaking my fist at the sky going, Hey universe, what the hey is going on here. (laughs) And, um, and I was ready to go into my next thing. And all of a sudden my body just started getting tireder and more tired. And I thought, Hmm, I guess I better take a break. And I'd always wanted to visit Sedona. So I told myself, I'm going to take a, a sabbatical for a month um, in Arizona, a week of which I spent with family and I rented a cabin on Oak Creek in Sedona for the other three work three weeks. I worked with a, a shamanic, uh, I can't even say practitioner because she literally learned from the Hopi Indians. Um, she is a part of their community there. And I did a personal growth program with her and became really connected to Native American spirituality. And I was just amazed at the depth of their belief in their faith. And that really springboarded me forward as I moved into whatever I was going to decide to do next in business. And I said, you know what, I've got to bring this piece of me with me. It just, it just really awakened that so much more. And when I stepped into the next thing that I did, I was bringing more of the law of attraction principles that I had uh, begun to learn about and and recognize and and see at work for myself. And I moved into business development consulting because people were asking me left and right when I own my wellness studio, how am I doing this? Like, like you're everywhere, Christine. How are you doing this as just one person? So that became a body of work that I began to offer. And that included teaching business owners sales conversations. They had no idea how to really, you know, close a sale. So I was being drawn through in that way. But as they were supposed to be doing these sales things that they weren't fully doing, and I was coaching them like into the why, I realized that there were a lot of unserving belief systems that were keeping them from doing the things that they knew they needed to do. And so I began to bring that part of my own spiritual development into my work with my clients to say, what is this belief system that is stopping you? And I embodied some practices to work with them on on that piece as well. So I changed my business name to Mindful Business Matters back in 2014, because I wanted to bring that 
essence of mindfulness and spirituality, but not so woo <laughs> that the business world wouldn't totally get it. So, um, so that's what started that next level of transformation. And that's what I've been doing ever since. I love it. I love it. And you mentioned at the time, you know, after the vision quest you experienced in Arizona that you went, you know, into a deeper study with a spiritual coach or a spiritual mentor of some kind, and then also found your Reiki attunement during that time. Can you share a little bit about that and how that then kind of gave that clarity that that led to the work that you're You've been doing ever since then sure sure when i start, first started teaching nia which is a mind body dance practice that's the fitness class that i was teaching that really opened me up to some of that initial remembering and spirituality because it is the the founders of nia are also connected to indigenous people. And so there were some, the four agreements we all know, I think most of us as a book, and those were part of the essence of that training. So as I came back from my one month sabbatical, yuck, 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 <laughs> I realized that I wasn't really ready to start something new. And I met, I had brought in this teacher in my wellness studio to teach a spirituality, kind of beginner spirituality class. And so I reached out to him and he said, well, I'm starting a new a new class uh, this summer. And I dove in headfirst. So not only did I take that class, I, it was a subsequent class that I took as well, and also did some one-on-one -on -one work. And as we're working through these principles and me being introduced to Reiki, it was it was truly like, how do I know these Reiki symbols? Like, how can I pronounce this correctly? And and if, on my way to getting my Reiki master certification was all part of that spiritual class. And working with him directly, as he was teaching me, I, none of it sounded like I didn't say you're crazy and run out the front door. I was like, oh, my gosh, this sounds familiar. Like my body is is recognizing this as with ease and and not skepticism and it it was amazing to go through those steps and and i even asked him once and i said i said shouldn't i be like you know calling in the authorities to say you're a wackadoodle like well these concepts <laughs> just make no sense and he laughed and he said you you're obviously in more than just your first life you know your <laughs> lifetime you're this is a, a additional lifetime you've been here several more and um you have more to go. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense that I'm just remembering all that I learned in those previous lifetimes. So it was a joyful time. And I ended up spending four additional months of, of I might even say basking in this knowledge. And I was gobbling up and reading everything that I could and just started connecting so much more and becoming really aware of my intuition and where I was being guided. I even got some healing around the, the wellness studio closing because I was really angry at, mm -hmm. the, at source and spirit for that. So that was the, the, the period of time that I went through that right before I started that next iteration of my business was really just di diving in and being with other like-minded people as well was a big part of it, the community itself. Yeah, <clears throat> I love that. And that's, that's a beautiful example of how diving into our spirituality and intuitive development can then open the doors to things that we didn't see before. And, and I think when we get out of our heads, and we get out of those um, difficult, emotional resistance times, you know, which can be something like anger or unforgiveness, 
that says, all right, we can actually let that go, release it, and then move into the flow. And you also mentioned, and as I alluded to earlier, that you're still a recovering recovering people pleaser, but uh, can you share how your development and listening to your intuition has helped you start to recover your own inner power and uh, uh, your ability to receive more um, than people please? <laughs> sure, it's it's interesting that path. Uh, the The big awareness for my people pleasing came with an with a situation with my family, and I set a boundary with my dad's wife. And it caused this big upheaval. And I decided to separate myself from him and his wife for a period of time. And as I was doing that, I did seek therapy. And I did did somonic therapy because I am a body movement person. And so that felt like a fit for me. And I was able to see that how gaslit I had been by this, his wife, and realize that I wasn't crazy. It It definitely was a boundary thing. And I also became aware of the the role that I was playing in my family. And it was like a bucket of cold water got splashed on me when I had this recognition that I had unknowingly taken on the role of keeping my family together. And this was the 11-year-old Christine when my dad left the house Mm -hmm. and my parents separated. And I had no idea that this self-adopted responsibility had been you know churning inside of my body and I was I don't know mid 40s early 40s at this the time of this recognition so that was the big catalyst that started making me look at the other areas in my life my business relationships where I was breaking my back to serve others because I wanted to feel valued And as I began to embody more, you might call it Buddhist principles around unattachment and acceptance, I began to see how much freer I felt when I wasn't taking on this responsibility for others. And I, in my path to really growing my spiritual connection with spirit source, I kind of use those terms interchangeably. I recognize that my only stability, my only safety, air quotes, my only surety is that connection with source and spirit. And and so I was able to see it was almost like the, you know, the curtain had been lifted and I saw how many relationships I was doing that with just to keep a connection with that person because I needed to feel a value. So that was my big kind of changing point. And listen, I still, I tell my clients, I might be one big toe ahead of you. You know, it's not like I'm an (laughs) expert oming at the top of the mountain. Uh, I deal with these things every day, but I'm so much better. And I'm able to see more quickly when I'm getting drawn into that. So it's a, it's, it's freeing to, to really recognize that I have that power within myself to not let others kind of take me down consciously or unconsciously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you're, you're exactly right. It's about, you know, that's why we say recovering, right? (laughs) if, If you, if you have experienced codependency in your life, you are always recovering because there's a part of you that values that you know value other people's needs you know once you want to keep it there but not let it be your weakness it's not about people pleasing and kind of bowing and giving your power away to others it's about being able to understand and have that empathy 
for others without, yeah, giving it all away and not being able to receive for yourself and, and kind of switching the polarity on that. I know I was like that too, as a codependent that uh, I didn't realize it until it was like the aha moment. Oh my gosh, I'm, you know, kind of addicted to controlling situations because if I can give, 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 and, and there's this pattern that keeps repeating where I'm disappointed and depleted, then I can be, you know, resentful and, and go and I have excuses for all kinds of things. Uh, and then when we're, called to uh, spiritual service or helping others, you know, kind of get out of that mire, uh, we have to be responsible, we have to make sure that we're using our tools. So that's, that's a great point that we're never done. But it's nice to say, hey, we know what works, like, come this way, we'll show right. you. Right, we're just a little further down the path, for sure. Yes, exactly. And if I could quickly speak to the receiving, the that was another huge aha was that I realized that I was literally intercepting the law of attraction by not receiving, yeah. literally. <laughs> and it, talk about, I, I wish I had pictures of my face, you know, at the moments when I would recognize these things. And, and so to, to know that I can fill my cup and give from that overflow by learning to receive. And it's such a greater sustainable way of moving through the world because I can serve more. And as someone with a chronic illness, I have a special, a special attention to my stamina, how you know how far I extend myself so it's just a beautiful thing to re realize that I can receive and re and begin to feel what that feels like but also know that it is employing my ability to serve absolutely yes absolutely especially when we're spirit-led and when I try to get too much in my head about it or too much in my force it doesn't work it doesn't no. feel right but when I'm in my channel okay things are flowing it's happening and so the work ends up being just that surrendering you know surrendering and showing up yes <laughs> yes, yes surrender for sure mm -hmm. yep. well you know along with you mentioned the chronic illness a couple times and I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you you know kind of utilize that in your life to to help know when to maybe do that push or that step forward and when to hold back um, when to take more care of yourself and also you know talk about some challenges that you're recently experiencing with being in a not knowing cycle and and you said every three years you kind of go through this kind of review and then you come out the other side in a, in a new way with something new born in your life so would you share a little bit about how that's affected you recently one or both of those things um and then we'll we'll go from there sure they they are connected i the chronic illnesses i had in my 30s and early 40s were these enigma things like chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, a lot of us have heard these terms, and there's luckily a lot more studying that has gone behind these ailments. I had hypothyroidism. Um, I was dealing with just a lot of strange symptoms, but I would get to a point of, of you know, homeostasis and move on to the next thing. I then had some crazy GI thing happen where my stomach stopped making acid and I became anemic. And again, uh, came to a place where I found a way to, to do mostly holistic. And in 2020, I, after a, a particular dive in my health in 2018, I realized that I actually had a genetic disorder and that had been the reason for all my prior chronic mm -hmm. illnesses. And it was that entering perimenopause and menopause that triggered, it turned the genetic expression up 
uh, on this particular condition. It's called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, and it is a connective tissue disorder where my body doesn't produce tissues as dense as it should be. Think of like a 800 sheet count versus a 200 sheet count. Mm -hmm. And so it is widespread. It affects organs and tissues and joints and GI and your brain and heart function. It's, it's really incredible. And the irony isn't lost on me because I'm all about human connection. So, you know, thanks spirit for this gift of connective tissue. Mm, isn't that ironic? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And, um, I, I can even see in, in corporate, I had a 360 degree review. I think they call them 360s when people around you kind of rate you as in performance. And I rated my energy level like a two and everyone else, you know, rated as a 10 or something like that. And that was my first little inkling that I was pushing, pushing, pushing so much beyond my body's true ability. And so I was making myself more ill and less stamina by pushing myself, but I didn't really know that, 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 you know, my own self-perception versus others was an interesting aha. And when I started my first business and I've had, you know, like I said, uh, like you said, about every three years, I'd go through the cycle and I, I don't purposely say it's three years. I need to reassell, you know, reevaluate. It's just a natural process that tend to tended to show mm -hmm. itself where I had done what I'd come out to do. I said, what do I like about what I'm doing? What don't I like about what I'm doing? And how might I shift? And quite honestly, my 20 year corporate career was the same way. Um, you know, I was changing jobs or positions every three years or so. Um, and again, I didn't have a particular mission. I wanted to be president of the United States or anything. It was that I became fully present. I did great work and recognized what I liked and what I didn't and, you know, moved on to the next thing. So the the chronic illness, when it got really bad in 2018, I had, I really had to look at how it was working and I decided I needed to ratchet back. And I began to do things with my schedule and my practice where I wasn't scheduling clients as close to each other. And uh, some, some months in the summer, I would only work every other week and give myself like a full week off. Um, I'm also an author, so that helped when I was writing, where I could really immerse myself, let's say, a week at a time in the writing. And I've now I take Tuesdays and Thursdays off, quote unquote, which also helps me, you know, book my my doctor's appointments and allow that time in between clients. And when I began, I was afraid when I was first started doing that because I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to, I'm, I'm a single woman. I own my own home. I'm a solopreneur and I self-sustain. So how am I going to do this if I tighten my schedule? And it was just a beautiful testament to the honoring of oneself because I actually started getting more clients and I started feeling better because I was giving myself this time for rest and recognizing what was working for me and what wasn't in my schedule. And again, unconsciously attracting clients who, when I told them I was having health challenges, were just ready to, to be so flexible with me if I needed to cancel or reschedule for a health reason or, or any reason. And, and it's like, yeah, I just kind of, you know, have that little Mona Lisa smile and say, yeah, spirit, thanks for showing me this lesson. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the path through this chronic illness. So it is genetic. And uh, I haven't gotten quite to the Bruce Lipton 
perspective on gene gen genetics and being mm -hmm. able to change my genes yet. But I also believe that part of my calling is going through this. And not only has it taught me things that I now share with my clients, it's amazing how many of my clients have health issues that only come up when I start working with them. And I can also share from a mentoring perspective, some things that work worked for me and also help them from that perspective. So it, I believe part of my calling is to go through this. I'm not mm -hmm. so sure my calling is to heal my genes or re reset right. my genes. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another big thing with spirituality is that in my book, I talk about the, the, our calling is the wild card in the law of attraction that I could sit here and want to be 100% whole and healthy all I want. But if my calling, if my spiritual DNA mm -hmm. has something else, you know, encoded, then that's not going to happen. So it's important for us to acknowledge both, you know, to me, metaphysics, law of attraction, it's just, it just is, it just happens. But the spiritual connection, that's really the driver of our energy and spirit directs energy. So spirit yeah. directs law of attraction. So I think it's, it's a real key for people to recognize that if I'm doing all the right things and it's not mm -hmm, working, mm -hmm. that maybe the recognition is that you're not doing anything wrong, that yeah. it might either be a, a timing thing. You know, I always laugh at divine timing is not my own, but it also could be maybe there's an awareness you have the opportunity to make with your calling. I call it a relationship with your calling. Absolutely. And yeah. because it really is um, yeah. a conversation, a give and take. And, and if your listeners resonate with that, that my suggestion is to, hmm, you know, take a look, hire Molly to help them, you know, <laughs> guide through that spiritual awareness that, oh yeah, this is my calling. <laughs> Absolutely. And and that's a really great point. And I love the way you phrase that, you know, it's, and, you know, in astro uh, excuse me, astrological terms, we would say, you know, th there's the, the wounded healer or the, I guess it's Chiron or something like that, or, you know, in archetypal uh, nature, we would talk about that wound that then becomes comes the message and the way that we serve and you're actually you know you're absolutely right in saying that that's the wild card because we can't fight against that and and same thing as you know certain times in your life when you have a like a downfall or a trauma or something um, or a loss of some kind that knocks you off you you may be you know a master manifester and then you lose someone close to you and you need to take that time to grieve you need to take that time to heal which then you know changes your your perspective and your trajectory a little bit so um that's a that's a beautiful point i love that point i'm gonna save that <laughs> and and so I've, I've drawn some cards for you in terms of places even though you've you've created the successful business for yourself and um and you're feeling in alignment with it with the challenge that you've been facing i do see a, a couple of patterns going on here they're probably going to be familiar to you i feel like they're like they pop up in different ways each time if that makes sense so if you don't mind me sharing your your cards uh, i'd love to do that now please do yeah awesome so i definitely see funny that you mentioned the not knowing because the first card i pull is the smoky mirror which is about being comfortable with the unknown so that's literally the challenge right now is just being comfortable with the unknown and being in the not knowing. Um, I pull crossing that is uh, is a pattern that you may still have of giving your energy to things that don't give back to you. So any place where you're doing that, um, make sure that you start to take inventory and pull back that energy. It's like, I am working on my own healing and navigating this illness and navigating my life while serving. 
So I don't have time for all this nonsense over here. And if it's not nonsense, it's just stuff that maybe is old that used to serve you and it just doesn't anymore. Um, so that would be any business practices or any investments or time or money that that just, you know what I mean? It's just yes. leaking, but it's not giving back. So you know what mm -hmm. I'm talking about. Um, so you're coming out of a time of noticing how much you do have to offer. Um, and I do feel that the more you shine that light and the more you share and be and become more visible about that, it's going to be a big part of the next step. Um, if anything, uh, there is... I do feel like there's boundaries, uh, there's tests to your boundaries coming up. So the more that you can, again, stay focused on that and make sure that you sustain your path in a way that is a long-term sustainable and say, if if this is something that continually drags me down, again, I'm getting either compensation money for time and or personal life stuff where it's dragging you out, but you don't ever get anything in return. So, so coming up here, it's going to teach you to start to eliminate that a little bit more so that um, the hidden patterns um, from generational wounds or generational just personality patterns can be lifted um, because there is some negative self-talk going on within you that keeps you small. Uh, I see that you have an enormous amount of spiritual maturity. You have an enormous amount of wisdom to share, but there's a part of, a part of you that may still believe that you've got to to keep it down like i don't know if you don't feel like you have full permission to show up in your full power does that make sense it does make sense yeah, yeah. it sure does and and that might be something going into your second saturn return that's finally going to be shaken loose um as you as you kind of come into the crone years and you start deciding this is how it's going to be you're going to show up as the wise woman that you know that you are um, but you're still on that perspective journey i pulled the light worker card the sun it's all about shining that light but also knowing that you've climbed this hill many times and you have a great perspective um sometimes it's okay for for that to be there and that you don't need to climb a whole nother hill um i think it's about giving yourself credibility or credit um, for what you know um, and letting go of the past or, or any um kind of time that you enjoy being outside of the spotlight so you must be like a somewhat introvert like me that you do enjoy your own time and your quietude and you don't necessarily want to be all out there so finding ways like writing um, maybe even podcasting or doing something that's more um, connective but not standing on a stage speaking um, that might be more uh, a way that you're getting out there with people and, and connecting with people but if anything just trust your own inner guidance on what your business looks like and what you, the next step of your life looks like. And then I got a flash of perhaps moving or downsizing or doing something different with your lifestyle. Um, just trust that you're creating your unique path and it's not going to look like anybody else's that you know, and, and you're going to have get a kick out of that. So if it's not downsizing, it may be some travel because I see like small living quarters, but very interesting places uh, that you're going. Um, and I do get uh, learning to go with the flow a little bit more by trusting your inner voice and trusting your emotions and letting your, uh, knowing that you're more emotional than maybe your mind gives you credit for. And there's a lot of wisdom in that emotion. So your emotional reactions, they're not something like, oh, that's just ego. Like, no, that's, there's actually a lot of wisdom in that for you, if that makes sense. That's some, and that's the somatic piece of, I feel this in my body. It's like, that's the way your intuition is talking to you because you're not, I do feel that your judgmental nature is very low, like you don't have a lot of that. So therefore, that's the way I would judge, you know, 
if your emotions get out of control, let's watch those judgments. But for you, the judgment is fairly low. So then that's where the emotion would speak to you to get your attention. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. Cool. Well, I hope that was helpful. <laughs> it was. Yes. I can see, I can, it's giving me time to look and I'm going to re-listen to the episode and, and uh, take a deeper look as well. Thank awesome. you. You're welcome. And I can send that part to you after the show. I've done that before too. So oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Just, just remind me. So where can people um, find you online if they like to learn more about what you do? The best place to find me is my website. It's christineclifton.com and that's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-C-L-I-F-T-O-N.com. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your light today. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.